I'm Vince Roca. Did he say venti mocha? And sitting in for special guest Michael Hutchinson is super special guest Marty Bailey. Hello. I usually Thank say you. super special guest Martin Bailey, and on the uh, podcast listing, I put Martin, but I always forget that you like Marty. Either way. And it's a weird thing because whoever I'm first, however I'm first introduced to somebody right. is how I always remember them, and it's difficult to change it to Martin. Yeah. So, uh, in addition to podcasting, I am vlogging every day now. Oh, Lord. My guest over there. And we have an audience member. Look, she got out of bed. <laughs> Yay. Kind of. Um. Out of one bed right into another. So, yeah, if you you can grab that camera now. You can grab just, it. Yeah, just grab it and hand it to me. Oh, Lord. I know, exciting stuff that, for the is radio. That a, is that a camera? This is a camera. This is a GoPro. Uh, it takes photographs and videographs. Good Lord, that thing is the, tiny. The new videography graphs. Your Crazy. phone is tinier. I mean, considering everything that your phone does, plus it takes video and photos, is actually much more of an achievement than a gopro these days true how are you uh doing okay ah what's new and exciting man uh what's dealing with the rain here in los angeles California. isn't that crazy it's it's insane i didn't yeah. want to use the f word i was trying to avoid that uh <laughs> it is crazy it's cold too like yesterday i walked the dogs it was 62 degrees outside and that's ridiculous it was a little yeah it's it's been a little bizarre i the, had to carry an umbrella i can't see the temperature right now it's cold um it is cold and it is it's like 60 or 63 or something. Uh, those right of those who are listening from other states, we don't get a lot of rain. It is uh, 55 outside. Time and temperature, oh, 1138 and 55 degrees. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, whoever, like, whoever's listening or whatever, in California, we're not really accustomed to uh, the rain. And I just drove from my house to uh, Vince's house on a map is, I think, approximately 11 miles or something or 13 miles. And mm-hmm. it took an hour to get here today. Thank you, Rain, California drivers who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, that, yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, well, California drivers in general don't Suck. know what they're doing. Yeah. But let me explain <laughs> something there. The majority of people that you meet in California are not from California. Absolutely. They are not California drivers. Right. I have no problem driving in the rain, driving yeah. in snow, putting on chains. Yeah. Of course, I drive slower. I drive more careful. Ninety percent of the time, the jerk who got into the accident in front of you is not from California. Very true, um, and doesn't understand. Look, if you are from Washington, where it rains all the time, yeah. you don't have a thing called black ice because it's constantly washed away from your road. Right. But here we have an oil slick that then yeah. gets wet, and you have black ice. Also happens in the areas here where we have snow, and people aren't used to that sort of thing. In addition, it is a prerequisite that if you live in California, you do not use your blinker. Because the next person will not let you in, and people from out of state get don't very confused. fully understand that. Yeah, people get um, confused with blinkers here. Well, they get very, very tense and very uh, violent or whatever. So the second you put your blinker on, all of a sudden people just yeah they they act and react differently. Yeah, I, you just I, go. You just I don't. Yeah, I don't know what state they're from. Yeah. Where because when you leave California, if you use a blinker, yeah the person will let you in right like oh that dude's got his blinker on oh, yeah. i should slow down or yeah. speed up out right. of the way one of the two i shouldn't just cock block them right um here it's the ultimate california you turn on your blinker and the next the person next to you is like oh there was room let me block him off yeah exactly i can't have him in front of me i totally screwed up this you know car space in front of me 
I will screw with these people for no reason whatsoever. So I almost so that's what happened here. That's what happened on the way here. I almost never use my blinker, yeah. and I find the opening space and just, just move go. in quickly. Yeah, yeah. you got to just move, push your way in. Yeah, uh, California is all about or traffic is all about shoving your way around. Pretty much, um, you'll get there. Anyway, uh, so is anything else new? Anything new and exciting with you? Uh, going to the Kings, Los Angeles Kings tonight. The hockey. Kings. Uh, this is good hockey weather. Do actually. you still have season tickets? No, no. So uh, this is no. Good. They won some Stanley Cups and. Yeah, the tickets are way too expensive now. My, my the tickets that I used to have, the the season tickets that I used to have, yeah, now cost about forty dollars each more. If you about four, had I the think tickets before, more. are you like grand? No, grandfathered in. No. Sorry, uh, only I don't know how it works at the Staples Center. I know like when the forum people from the forum had L.A. Kings and Lakers seats, they went over to the Staples Center. And X amount of years, if you know, whatever. I don't know the algorithms and all that bullshit because I know that people, I know people right now that still have seats uh, that they've had for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, because. Um, but they even yeah. go up. I don't know how much they go up. I don't know what, you know, the price difference is. Um, but yeah, I had four season tickets and way up in the boonies, like literally way up in the boondocks. And they were about 30 or about $40 a ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if you bought everything all at once, uh-huh. now they're like seventy or eighty. Yeah. That's... So I mean, it's great that there's championships and there's great that there's banners and everything. But then you're just like, as a fan, you're like, well, I guess I'm watching on TV. So, or going to a lot fewer games. So I, yeah. uh, I don't know if we talked if if, we, if I talked about this at all on the uh, podcast, but uh, when the the Cubs, uh, who the Cubs play. Uh, are you talking baseball? Yeah, I'm talking baseball. I don't Look, come on, know. the Cubs just won the World Series, and uh... they still have a World Series. <laughs> I can't think. God damn it! Now I have to Google it, and people are—if anyone is listening—they're screaming right now. Oh yeah, and I don't know why my mind. Uh... Play... Oh, Indians! Cubs, Cubs versus the Indians. Um, that's it. Cleveland Indians. Um, when the Cubs were playing the Indians in the seventh game. Mm-hmm. It was at uh, Cleveland's state in Cleveland and Cleveland <clears throat> Stadium, and tickets were twenty five thousand yeah. dollars a seat. Is what yep. they were going for. So imagine, like the Indians up to this point is a shit team. I don't know how much season tickets were, but they were probably you know free. Like a hundred dollars could get you a season ticket. Yeah. to I doubt a Cleveland and Indian game up till the World Series had sold out. Like there were probably always seats available. So. Imagine you are a diehard, like you're a diehard yeah. Kings fan, that you're a diehard Cleveland fan, right? right? And, it, you know, even yourself. Game seven. With yeah. Game seven, and you have four tickets, yeah. $100,000 worth of seats. Not going. You could either possibly go see your Indians win, or you could make a hundred grand. Sold. Now, okay, you, you say sold. So if you sold those Kings seats for $100,000, and then that night the Kings won... I just made a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's how I would look at it too. <laughs> I honestly don't. I but mean, I'm not a, as diehard as you are. But that's about the thing. Sports. It's uh, and I've actually had this discussion several times with several people uh, this year. Now that the Kings have actually won the Stanley Cup, won their championship, mm-hmm. I don't really care. I care just as much, but it's really mellowed out. It's it's not. I'm not as diehard. I'm not as crazy fanatic or whatever. Um, 
I still follow them. You know, I still know like way too much inside information, all that kind of stuff. Cause I look it up, but at the same time, it's like they lose, they lose. So you're Where... like a typical guy who beds a girl for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Of course you had to go that route. Man. Yeah. Once good. it's done, that's you just, good. you've lost it. Yeah, I much. mean, it's, it's kind of yeah. fun, but yeah. you know, it's just not the yeah. it's, pursuing. It's just not. Wow. <laughs> Good comparison. It is good. Comparison. Not apples and oranges at all there, but yeah, okay, right. Yeah, yeah it's the same. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Um. So, uh, so all right, cool. So no. you're going to a Kings game. Who are they uh, playing tonight? Detroit. So it should be. Uh, oh, the Red Wings. Yeah. Nice. Oh, see, look at you. You even know who they are. I do, and I know who the Indians are too. I, my mind nah. just completely stuck at that moment nah. of who the Cubs were playing. Um. I think that was the only. I I only saw. I I really honestly think I only saw like two baseball games last year. Okay. I, and, and that was one of them. I haven't watched a baseball game in ten years, but uh, it was just because of the Cubs. I'm like, oh, ga- Cubs exactly. Game? Did you watch Game Seven? Game Seven. I watched, yeah. 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 Deanna and I watched Game Seven, and I, I'm so happy I did. It was like watching yeah. a movie. It was it was the greatest. Enter- if games night were like that, I'd still watch baseball. It was so good. It was it's just it was awesome. I would still watch, but I mean, ninety eight percent of the games are you know ridiculously boring. That is true. I mean, I'm, I like I watch hockey and I watch soccer, and it's like the speed and the stuff that it's there's stuff always going on. And then you watch baseball, and you watch football, and you watch other sports, and it's just you know it's well, hockey's I've, I've a pretty low scoring game. Yeah, but there's, it's always moving. It is always moving. You know, it's like but, even when they go to a commercial break, you're kind of pissed. And but basketball like, is always moving, and it's a high scoring game. Yeah, but it's, you know, but that makes it boring. I guess I don't really care for basketball anymore. Um, they bounce a ball and they make like twenty five million dollars, and it doesn't make any sense to me. I find it hard to follow the ball in basketball, and I think it's because everything is sort of a shade of brown. Yeah. Like, the yeah. court is tan. The ball is sort of an orange-brown. Yeah. Um, even, I mean, well, I guess there are whatever, there are red and white players' outfits, but uh, it just, it I don't know, it seems hard to follow. But uh, following the puck at a Kings game, you got a black puck, you got white ice. Occasionally, I lose it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Only because it, it goes so damn fast. I mean, it it's, it's moving so quick. It's um, it is. Yeah. And part of the thing with hockey, and, but I managed to follow the puck. But part of the thing that you get lost in hockey is, as people are skating, they're still always moving their stick, sort of. Yeah. That's, so you're just like, wait a minute, is he is he working a puck? Or <laughs> what is it called when you're working the puck? Isn't there a name? Uh, stick. It's uh, stick play or stick. Anyway, okay. There's a name for it. There we go. Okay. Uh, anywho, um, so speaking of Cubs winning the World Series, iconic moments. Where yeah. were you when blank happened? Where were you when John F. Kennedy was killed? I was not born. Not born. But I had the unfortunate opportunity to watch a movie called Jackie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it yet. I, I watched an hour of it. Oh, okay. And, you made it that far? Yeah, and I just couldn't. I mean, I kept hoping something would happen. But, well, all right. So he he dies at the beginning of, of this movie. What? Well, I have to you say You just ruined the whole movie. Because yeah, yeah, nobody knows anything one. about. But the thing is, is like if he died in, you know, halfway through the movie, then maybe this is things that Jackie is doing leading up to his death or some history of Jackie or something like that. So the story is like after like after effect. The story is like the week after, at least that first hour is, uh, and they hadn't even gotten to the funeral 
in the, yeah. after the first. Like he dies in minute one or whatever, <laughs> right in there, and an hour in, he's not in the ground yet. Right. Um, it is a so far from what I understand based on an hour, <laughs> it is about a grieving widow, right? Per, per planning her husband's or dealing with her husband's death in the aftermath, right? And. I thought it was and, and it's not your typical husband. Awful. Yeah, it's not your typical mm-hmm. husband either. So it's like, why would anybody want to see this? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I didn't even know. Like I, I didn't know like what the movie was. I didn't be based, know either. You know, based around obviously it's going to be. I was Jackie, hoping but, that it was about Jackie, right. which, which I think called. her life existed more than it did in that week. Yes. Like I think there was a before Kennedy died, and then there was an after Kennedy right. died. Before, during, so and I after. find it weird to call a movie Jackie and just deal with JFK's death. Right. Um, and I was annoyed by it in the same way that I was annoyed by Anthropod, which halfway Anthropoid. through, whatever, halfway Jesus. through becomes like a pro-German flick because right. you see the Germans annihilate these guys. Um. So. Yeah, I watched an hour of Jackie, and that was it. It's funny. It's uh, all the people so far that I've known that have s- have seen the movie. Yeah. Am I messed up? No, yeah, keep going. Okay. Um, have said pretty much the same thing. They, oh, really? Yeah. They, uh, so far, like all the review. He keeps moving things on me. Sorry, kids. Uh-oh. He broke something. I did. There we go. Okay. Uh yeah, That's it's just it's it's basically like basically this the ba- basically the same review. Um, like I've seen. Did they across- watch the entire thing? Because I am two, uh, two of the people did. I was curious. Like, yeah, two, two two of the people like on my little Facebook, you know, all of the Facebook, you know, folks that I know, um, they have seen the whole thing. But uh, a lot of them, I think, were confused and probably thought the same thing you did, and probably the same thing I am. That she did have a long. You know, long life, right? Before and then a huge career during and after. You know, uh, the the presidency. Um, so I don't know why they would choose the other weird the movie thing, to be just you know, like you said, just those couple of days in uh, the sixties uh, when she first became the uh, first lady. Yeah, uh, when well, it's when she only the only time when she yeah. became the first lady. Uh, she did a television appearance of a tour of the White House. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Jackie Onassis in the 60s put herself on and played a version of herself right. to take people on a tour of the White House. Okay. Okay. Just like you and I talking on this podcast isn't exactly the you and I that sit around and go, so what'd you have for lunch today? Right. Mm. Like, yeah. You know, you're a heightened version of yourself presenting yourself. Right, of course. Okay, so in the 60s, Jackie Onassis presents herself as Jackie Onassis right. for a TV show. So you're watching a movie. Natalie Portman recreates that. So Natalie Portman is pretending to be Jackie Onassis who is putting herself on okay. for okay. this TV show. Right. There are so many layers that are happening here that it seems the fakest, forced version of a human being you could see. Wow, okay. And it's weird because on one hand, like, I don't really know Jackie to her mannerisms or whatever to comment whether or not Natalie Portman did it correctly. And Natalie Portman's a great actress and she was, you know, certainly gave it her all. But it's very weird. It's a very weird performance to watch Mm. because it and then she's it's Natalie Portman playing Jackie Onassis as she is grieving. Right. So you have like these very heightened, like 
forced versions. Yes. For me, there was never a point where I just like melted into the character okay. and mm-hmm. accepted the character right. for who it is. It always felt like a performance. Right. Uh, and she's gotten I think and she some got movies, a SAG nomination. So but like, I, I mean, know. some movies are like that. So yeah, not uh, really sure why they do it that route. Like what, what like what you're saying. I mean, it, it does. You know, there so far there's been a couple movies that I've seen that are very forced. So yeah, I mean, I totally. So yeah, and and you can tell that they're like you call uh, what they're called, I guess, in in the industry or whatever. It's like they're vehicle pieces. They're pieces directly for awards, not necessarily for the you know the general public it's like jackie might not make that much money or whatever uh compared to you know i'm not even other sure natalie if Portman jackie movies. is showing in theaters yeah that's what i mean but it just yeah, it, oh, it, yeah. it did but i don't know it, it well it's yeah i don't think it's one of those kind of movies uh go on i'm looking up its budget right uh, i don't think it's one of those kind of movies it's like miss sloan we talked about miss sloan being a you know 100 you know vehicle for Jessica, but that was made to make money. You know, this is like made to, you know, Jackie is one of those kind of movies made to, uh, made directly for a uh, uh, $9 award, million dollar budget and it grossed $3.6 million. Yeah. So uh, uh, by the time it goes into home, vid- if it doesn't win any Oscars, if it wins Oscars, then that'll change. It'll probably, completely. Yeah. but if it does not win any Oscars, by the time it goes in a home video, this thing will do $6 million and be a $3 million loss, which frankly, a ten million dollar movie about yeah. Jackie Onassis starring uh, Natalie Portman—that isn't very expensive. No. Now this movie, I mean, not a lot happens in it. So well, that's the whole point. That's you what don't, I mean by I mean, there's, a vehicle piece. This isn't one of her. This isn't like Star Wars where she's making fifteen million dollars, you know, to be in a bunch of costumes and right. be in front of you know green screens. It's like this is this is you know two hours or two and a half hours of a camera directly on her the entire time. Uh, speaking of so. Star Wars, I watched uh, Rogue One uh, with Deanna a second time. She okay. fell asleep the first time. It was, it was late at night. She had gotten home from. Oh, work. she did. Yeah, she did. And there's not a, a huge amount of action in that in the beginning of that movie, uh, and she started dozing off. Um, so I'm shaking my head here, kids. You I can't watched see it. it. It should probably show up on the little GoPro. No, they're they're off. That was Damn just it. for the intro. That'll just be in today's. Of course, vlog. I'm vlogging daily, by the way, so you guys can tune into the YouTube channel and see a daily vlog. Um, so uh, we rewatched Rogue One. Yeah. Um, she paid attention and enjoyed it a lot. I half-heartedly paid attention. Right. I was played with played my phone and watched it a little bit, but um, I actually liked it better the second time, in that. Because that first time I was expecting a Force Awakens battle right off the bat, lots of excitement. Right. And this movie's filled with a lot of story. And the second time around as I watched it, I was like, oh, you know what? This feels a lot more like A New Hope. It does mm-hmm. feel like there's it, – it is a nice precursor to A New Hope. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, I still think that Episode 4, 5, 6, and 7 is better than Rogue One, but uh, – and seven, which was seven. Seven is Force Awakens. Oh, okay. Four is A New Hope. Five is Empire. Oh, then, okay, yeah, it's like six four, five, six, one, two, three. Is, uh, seven, Revenge, yeah. and then yeah, I know. Whatever. Return of the Jedi. Revenge of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Depending on which way you go. Revenge. Uh, Revenge was the original poster, but then it was changed to Return. And I then, actually found a VHS with Revenge on it, so oh, I'm, I'm selling be worth it. a ton of money. I, that, I hope so. Uh, and then um, <laughs> I got it for then, fifty cents at Goodwill, so hopefully nice. I can sell it for. A lot more than 
50 cents. Nice. Good times. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, so, yeah, we rewatched that. What, uh, you, the last movie you and I saw, which we didn't podcast after, was Hidden Figures. Yes. Which well, we, wa- we watched Silence, and that's as far as we need to talk about that movie. Yeah, and then just uh, Silence on Silence. Dude, have you seen the reviews? Have you have you been like watching no. the, the shit that's out there right now? No, the now? Collateral Beauty review. I don't want to read the v- review as much. The Collateral Beauty review just came across my thing, and when it said that they were the worst reviews ever, and I clicked on it, and I saw who was giving the reviews, I was like, okay, I have to dig into this. But well, usually I don't care about reviews. Well, right now they're saying that this is Martin, Sc- bleh, Martin Scorsese's best film ever. No. No, best film ever. It took over 30 years for it to come to screen. All this kind of, you know, hoopla. And then I started reading the reviews, and these are big people. Like, big, you know, again, the same big-name people that went after Collateral uh, Beauty or whatever it's called are uh, praising it that this is the best picture of the year. Ugh. And I'm like, I think, did we see the same movie? Did we, I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, is this the same film? And they're saying that Andrew Garfield deserves the Academy Award. No way. And I'm like, he doesn't. I thought he was terrible from the get-go. The whole, the, well, the whole terrible. movie is the whole movie is off. Um, uh, I mean, every every to me, the entire film is off. There's nothing. There's no the fluidity to Adam it. Adam Driver. Adam Driver, I thought was solid, and uh, Andrew Garfield, I no. thought was just plain. Yeah, like he was just it, he was out of place. Well, and it kills me because like I, I've talked to two people about this. One thing that absolutely, positively, completely, and totally drives me fucking berserk. When you're going to be playing a Portuguese person, mm-hmm. why are you a white guy from England? Oh, Andrew Garfield? Yeah. Is he from England? Okay. Yes. He's British or one of those. So they don't even put makeup on him. Right. They don't even do an accent. Yeah, he was They don't do as, fucking yeah. anything. He walks around as white as fucking pot. You know, it, it, it was just ridiculous. And they're trying to go for, like, this true story of, like, these uh, priests, you know, going over to Japan and everything. And it was just fucking horrible. I just like I didn't. And Liam Neeson. There's another one. Is he from Portugal? Is he Spanish? No. Like I didn't understand any of that kind of shit. And I'm oh, like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff just drives me crazy because you're like, well, I understand the finances. You know, the finance system in movies. Right. You, you know, it's like it's very difficult to make a movie like this with three unknowns. Right. But I think it would have been better off to have three people: one from New York and two from well, no, three from England and one from New York. All supposed to be playing Spanish, Portugal, you know, Jesuit priests. Just right off the bat, the first five minutes of the movie, I was like, I'm done. This is fucking stupid. Because mm. it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, well, that was all revealed and in then, the trailer. <laughs> but, when, yeah, well, I didn't see the full trailer. I just saw, like, the, the one little quick commercial with, you know, Andrew. Right. But I didn't know the full story of, you know, what they were, what it was based on in that very, because I only saw the teaser. Oh. I didn't see the full trailer. Um, but yeah, things like that just—it just, it just drives me crazy. It's like it always right there. Walking into the movie, I was thinking this. You know, a what does the title mean? That's the thing. I mean, it's—I I don't know. I don't know any of it, and I don't understand why anybody is even liking this film. Yeah, it was two hours and forty minutes. It could have been an hour and a half, maybe. Here's the thing, and in- on top of that, hire nobodies. Hire. Uh, you know, uh, again, the movie Lion. I mean, obviously, a six-year-old kid from India is, you know, stretching it. But hire two kids that have never been on the international scene before. They have to have Spanish actors out there. Right. There has to be somebody from Portugal. Portugal is a pretty big place. 
there has to be somebody from that country that could that could have done something to this role. Now, I saw Scorsese. I saw whatever just a headline that he was saying that uh, film is uh, the the movie industry is completely dead. That um, people don't understand or something like that right. of of how yeah. to make movies these days. And that was as far as I went because <clears throat> I've seen a lot of Scorsese yeah. movies. Many of I did not like The Departed. I think the uh, The Departed falls. It's gr- well acted. Yeah. Well cast. Yeah. Fantastic till the end. Everything that happens on the rooftop, shit just falls apart. Oh, like no. Madden, The Departed, and I and like I don't understand why in those like f- I why in those final moments people need to fuck up a film. Um, <laughs> The, well, and you know, really bad. <laughs> the the writers, one of the movies that I saw, uh, the writers paint themselves into corners and then they don't know how to get back out. Yeah, uh, there's been several like that this year. I mean, this 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 year because we've, we've talked about them. Uh, Scorsese, <clears throat> after reading that headline and thinking about Silence in 1970, when Apocalypse Now was made, yeah, if if Silence had been released two weeks later. It would be a great movie. Probably, yeah. It would be an epic. Right. It would be long. It would be a fantastic movie. Yeah. And when Scorsese right around doesn't, that same time, oh, go ahead. When Scorsese doesn't understand or thinks that people don't understand film today, yeah, it's because Scorsese doesn't understand film right. today. He's making movies for 1970, and that is exactly, exactly. what Silence is. Absolutely. Today. Silence is, I mean, in 1970, you cast an Italian as an Indian, which is that one guy who got away with it for you. There oh, was right. a, there's an Italian, a famous, I don't know his name because it was the Spaghetti Westerns, a famous Italian guy who, who was in almost every Spaghetti Western playing the Indian and the Indian chief. Yeah. And he was always cast as an Indian, but he was actually Italian. He was, had no. And like no from lineage. like Jersey or something. Too. Yeah. So it's yeah, like something like that. Yeah. No lineage to right. Italian. That was acceptable in 1970. Today, like you say, you know, things should be cast more authentically. Well, that's the thing. It's like if you're going to make an authentic film, Martin, do it authentically. Hire people, you know, put put something into it. You know, and that's to Scorsese, not to myself. No, and yeah, <laughs> you I look at me funny, but it was just like yeah. you are Marty. I, I completely and totally understand that Andrew Garfield is on that fast track of uh, being, a, you know, a mega superstar because of Spider Man and other movies that he's done. I've liked him in certain things. I thought he was great in Social Network and everything, but completely miscast and just completely out of sorts to this whole movie. Uh, okay, I'm looking up what movies I saw. Because, uh, like you said, Apocalypse Now. I immediately thought of 2001, Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. Whereas, you know, 90% of that movie, there's no talking. Right. And, and it's like a two-and-a-half-hour movie. It's all visual. You don't really know what's going on. It's very artsy. It kind of blew people's minds because it was like getting out of, like, the 60s, and, you know, getting out of, you know, the 60s and, you know, getting into the 70s. And then all of a sudden it was just like monkeys killing each other and then space and right. spaceships and, you know, great music. And almost no talking. And then a computer talking. You know, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Like you said, silence would have been easily up there with, you know, the Godfathers. You know, it's just like, oh, my God, this is the greatest movie ever. You the know, kind wires of shit. hitting. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, just there you there go. There we go. That should be fine. Um, uh, uh, but today, it, it clocks in. We, what do we clock in? In like two hours and 36 minutes or something. Something like that. It was like two hours and 40 minutes. quite easily, easily, 45 minutes that movie could have been cut out. And it would have been a good movie. It, it, well, it, it would have been a movie. watchable movie. Yeah, yeah, it would have been a totally watchable. Like, there's okay, 45 was... minutes, 
at least 45 minutes of, I don't know what the hell this has anything to do with the movie. Yeah. And there's like, sometimes there's a few minutes, sometimes there's a few scenes, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, oh, well, that could have been done differently, I'm not going to, you know, tell the director. There's a tremendous amount of downtime. And you're just like, people just like, just standing around, people just like sitting, you know, walking, and you're like, hmm. At least in Lord of the Rings, stuff was going on. There's like a lot of walking, a lot of, a lot of complaints about Lord of the Rings, you know, that it's like, well, they're just walking to this mountain. But there's a lot of characters, and there's a lot of going on. There's a lot of side stories. This, there's no side story. There's nothing. It's like, uh, what's going on here? I was recently exploring. And it's funny, uh, too, because I didn't even want to talk about this movie. Now we're going to talk about it for like an hour and a half, probably. I was, re- I was recently talking to a friend of mine about uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, and I had liked The Hobbit more than Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And... I drilled down to why I think I don't like I don't care for Lord of the Rings much. In you're the, wrong. the first in the first act of the first ep, first movie, yeah. the whole goal is set. We right. must get rid of this ring. Right. And it takes nine hours or twelve, depending if you're watching the extended, to get rid of that ring. And you're like, well, this is just a simple task. All you gotta do is toss it to the left and go on about your day. So but you don't understand the power of the ring. I, I know. I, <laughs> I'm just I, I realize I'm that the ring. I realize all of that, and I realize this plays out better for a book. But in The Hobbit, yeah, what what happens at the beginning took me on a journey right. that I didn't know where we're going. Right. Like I'm not like this is eight nine hours from now. Or actually, that's only like two hour movies. Six hours from now, we're just throwing a ring away. Right, throwing a ring into a, a hole. Um. So I think that was my problem with Lord of the Rings is I find it really hard to go like I, I want to just fall asleep. I'm not right. invested in this journey where like Game of Thrones, you don't know who's being, you know, after right. what's what's happening next. I mean, we know that people want that, you know, the, the chair, that throne, that ca- uh, castle and kingdom. But you're not sure. Like we can speculate, Jon Snow's going to marry his right. sister, and Daenerys <laughs> is going to take, you know, uh, uh, whatever Castle Rock. Right. Um, and so, but you don't really know, and you right. can you can play with that and go, and that's fun. So anyway, uh, on to other movies. Uh, speaking of painting yourself in a corner, did you watch The Lobster? I have not seen it yet. That's one of those movies. It's what have you watched? Okay, we watched Silence, <laughs> and then we watched after yeah, Silence. Let's, let's we go watched to those. One of the greatest movies of this Oscar season that we'll I easily. was Hidden Figures. Yes. That I believe comes out uh, tomorrow. Uh, oh, it opens, yeah. yeah, it opens wide tomorrow. That's what the Go billboard said. Hidden um, Figures, you have to see it. It's, uh, it it's a brilliant film. It is The Help on Steroids. Yeah. It is such a fantastic yeah. movie. Um, it is a, it's, it's exactly what I want from a minority flick. Um, three African-American women who uh, help who work for NASA and put the help put the uh, shuttle that not the shuttle, the rocket in outer space. Right. Um, and all of that's in the trailer. So I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> uh, and all of that's pretty much on the poster too. And right. in the synopsis, like you can figure that out. Right. Uh, but like, and they're there, of course they deal with some racism. Oh God, I'm getting a call. I hope it's not for a job. It's probably for a job. I have to send it to voicemail. All right. Podcasting is more important than work. Um, so uh, it it is there. They deal with some racism, of course, because it's dealing in you know the nineteen sixties, um, but not in the typical slave movie right. that we see. 
Uh, and I compare it to the help because the help sort of, uh, it lives in that realm of, you know, it deals. It was with, the same time frame. Yeah. Same time frame. Racism, but not like the sixties. You know, yeah. Uh, not people complaining about having masters. Yeah. Um, fan, hidden figures. Just, I'd love the movie so much. The movie I'd watch many, many more Absolutely. times. I thought it was so good. Um, I hope that all of those women get awards. I hope everybody, I hope the movie is recognized and gets awards. Um, it's going to get nominated for everything. And I, I honestly think it's going to win a couple of things, which would be great uh, for the Oscars. Um, but it's, yeah, it's one for the ages. It's just, it's, it's an absolutely brilliant film. It's, and, and this, this goes to, I have seen at least, just like most people, I have seen at least 15 or 20 Kevin Costner films. Mm -hmm. Never really cared for Kevin Costner. This is the first film I've actually liked him. Like, I really like, he was perfectly cast. He was perfect in the whole movie. And that's very hard for me to say because I am not a Kevin Costner fan at all. See, I like Kevin. I know. A lot of people do. And it's, you know, whatever. This movie, he was, from start to finish, from the very first time you see him till the end of the movie, he was even brilliant. And I'm like, dude, that's some serious fucking directing, and that's some serious screenplay to to settle him down into a role um, that he was just perfect for. Kevin, it, for me, is a lot like, Kevin Costner is a lot like Tom Cruise. They may not be the greatest actors. No, 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 yeah, I don't mean it like that. Yeah. But they pick, for me... right. Most of the time, the movies, the scripts they pick are good. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So yeah. I can sit and watch. And I mean, I love JFK. I, I, there's movies that Kevin's in that I love. I mean, I love the the baseball movie, uh, The Field of uh, Dreams. Field of Dreams. But it's the, the side stories and it's the other people in the movie. There, again, there's not. I'm not like pointing but fingers But he still at knows. Kevin. The guy knows how to pick a script. No, absolutely. Oh, As opposed God, to yeah. like Andrew Garfield apparently doesn't. Yeah, his, his people are just like, put him in the movie. Right. You know. Liam Neeson doesn't always know how to pick a script. Liam Neeson's always had a, he said his entire career is very strange. Yeah. He, I mean, he picked bizarre. a script where, you know, he was, became an action hero at like 60 years old. And he did the, and look at, taken, his, in, and taken and look at his interviews. I taken mean, it, worked. But if you rewind and you think the moment before Taken is released, yeah. you look at that poster, yeah. you look at that trailer and you go, Liam, Liam Neeson? Neeson? <laughs> Mm -hmm. what yeah. <laughs> wow yeah. so they got liam neeson and they just made it work and this is just going to be a totally tank but taken but that's lupus on and those you know those guys they know how to make action movies and they know how to really make super mega stars out of people and so it, and they and they've what like they've done like five or six movies now together so it's you know obviously but it has but yeah liam worked. neeson's not not had i don't think him picture. ever as an action star i mean he's you know it's so weird. he's schindler i mean it's right oh he's, that's and he's good as Schindler. but it's like i mean he's just big you know in your face you know in, in your face character so taking those movies yeah it is pretty funny uh what else have you seen uh i don't know you're gonna have to go down the list or something have you have you, a list. Uh, Probably not. Uh, I watched Rogue were, One again. You were not going to watch. You watched what again? Rogue One again. Oh, okay. Well, we both watched. We've, yeah. You you were not going to watch Patriots Day. No. Don't um, care whatsoever for it. I we did watch Patriots yeah. Day. It's exactly what the reason that you're not watching is because everything is there in the trailer. It's and, CNN. You know, is the news? I saw it on CNN. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> CNN, and it pretty much is that. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, look, there's nothing to really be learned. There's nothing no. that comes out of Patriots Day. Um, it delivers on its promise on right. on the trailer. 
Uh, it's a Marky Mark movie, and that's was, what you're going to get. It was all right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, Peter Berg, and there are probably more explosions, uh, particularly when they're trying to catch the guys, than there were in real life. But I don't know. That's a shock. Uh, yeah, it, Peter Berg. I don't even know if that's true. But anyway, so that was uh, <laughs> that was Patriot's Day. Then what else? I watched. You haven't watched The Lobster. I really want to watch The Lobster. It's one of those movies. It's on... It's literally on top of the pile. I, um, you know, I just like, I like weird movies, and I, I've heard such you know weird things about it. So I'm like, I you know, I I'm not it. a Wes Anderson fan, right? And this is a Wes Anderson styled movie. Yeah. Uh, Deanna and I enjoyed its quirkiness, right. all the way through. And um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> the problem, okay, the problem with the movie is um, is the ending. Okay. The writer didn't know, like he had this great idea, but he didn't know where he was going right. with it or what he was doing with it. Um, you will, you will laugh. It's dark. I mean, it's yeah. a dark comedy, and you will laugh a lot through it at right. just the absurdity of so many things. And it takes. It, this is uh, this is covered in the trailer, right? Um, and so I'm not going to spoil anything. But uh, do you know anything about the yeah. movie? Okay. So you have 45 days to find love. And if you don't find love in that time, you are turned into the animal of your choice. Right. That's the world that they That's live the in. That's the world. Uh, and he's, as based on the title, he's chosen to be turned into a lobster. <laughs> and he has reasons for that, which are I'm already valid. giggling just right there. Right. Like and right there, I'm hooked and I have to see the movie, so but his, I haven't gotten around to it. His wife divorces him. She uh, moves on with somebody else. And that's what puts him in this predicament of needing to find love. Right. So it examines a lot of things uh, in society of the pressure of finding love and things like that. And it, it just puts these extremes on it. So there's a lot of absurdity to mm-hmm. devour and enjoy. And, and it's amusing. But the ending right. is like Manchester by the Sea. Like he just. It just ends or yeah, that kind of thing. And yeah. about three quarters of the way through it, you can sort of sniff out that like he there's not going to really be an ending for this. He doesn't have. It's not a sequel movie. It's just going to end. Right. Yeah. And, and it does. So that was yeah. my disappointment with The Lobster. Yeah. Um, have you watched Moonlight? No, I haven't watched Moonlight yet. Moonlight Shit. is yeah. solid. Yeah. yeah I Moonlight. really, really want to see that. Moonlight is a good movie. Um, and yeah. I watched Nocturnal Animals again. And I watched Rogue One again. Why do you want to watch stuff? You want to talk it, about just... the same movies on the podcast. And you're not going to no. say anything additional. Hey, you want to talk about uh, Mad Max? You can do yeah. You're going to do an hour on Mad Max. Yeah. Still the best I remember, movie. Uh, Did you have you seen the black and white version? After no, has it been released? Yeah. Oh, after three or four <laughs> of podcasts with you, I forget. Uh, yeah. Somewhere in that, you and I podcast three or four times about movies, and I was chatting with Michael, and <laughs> just out of nowhere, almost under his breath, Michael was like, "So I guess Martin likes Mad Max." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's talked about it a few times, hasn't he?" <laughs> And the black and white version is almost better than the colored version. So, yeah. I when was it released? It's on a, a Blu-ray. It's it's a special edition. It's oh, okay. So I mean, people, it's going to be in like it hasn't the, been released. In I theaters think in the theaters, yet. it only it's only going to be in a handful of theaters, or if if, if at all. I have no idea what they're going to do with that. But the the black and white, the chrome edition, as they call it, I is out. Yeah, you can't it's call so it black cool. And white. Why? Why? Because it's just so weird. It just makes it even weirder. I'm weird, dude. When it comes to certain movies, when when I'm like when I'm really into a film, um, I'm I'm all in, and I'm all in on that one. 
I believe the colored, the colorized versions of old black and white. No, those, those are, are horrible. Are better for me. Yeah, well, because you're weird. I'm happy. With I that. as a. Have you seen the Lucy Christmas special? The most recent, like colorized version. The who? Uh, I love Lucy. Oh, I love Christmas Lucy. Special. I don't know the Christmas special, which now shows each year on like CBS. The the best technology in the world has been used to colorize that. Hmm. And there is no way that you're looking at that going, that was originally shot in black and white. Wow. Hmm. Like it is painted so beautifully. Yeah. No. And for me, it adds when, it, especially when it's done that well, it adds another layer to it because I'm still watching the movie. I'm still enjoying the movie, mm. but now you've watched an artist like paint on the canvas right. and just bring things bring to some, life. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, that being said, old black and white movies, like most of them, Casablanca, mm-hmm. uh, I never saw it in black and white because you get so into the story. What? Let me finish. You get so into okay. the story that everything just becomes color in okay, your memory yeah. and in your head anyway. Right. So I don't really like I, I understand color grading and color correction for movies as, you know, painting with light and coloring and making, you know, mm. emphasizing things. I don't really understand the whole black and white thing. Yeah. Because if I am into a story, I'm no longer watching, you know, that it's black and white. Right. Everything becomes I don't think it really matters. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm like the same way. I mean, if it's done well or, you know, if it had, you know, like you said, Casablanca is a perfect example that it's, it is a black and white film, but it's vivid imagery of a bar. It's vivid imagery of the Nazis. It's vivid imagery of a love story and all of that, you know, you can very easily put, you know, right. color, you know, color to it. Psycho um, to me is a you know in memory is a color movie. Don't go there. Don't no. Um, we don't talk about Psycho. You don't like Psycho? No, it's brilliant. What are you talking? So about? It's, it's talk a black about and white it? film. Uh, yeah. yeah, but vividly in my imagination, no, it's, black it's, and white. A, it's a color movie. No, Why would you want black. it to stay there? Because it's awesome that way. So, how do you feel about Gus Van Zandt's Shot for Shot remake? Uh, didn't didn't particularly like it only because Anthony Perkins. I mean, I really like Vince Vaughn. Anthony Perkins was. Quite literally, I mean, he was literally made for that role, and I think Vince Vaughn did a very uh, good job. But the just the weirdness and the kookiness of Anthony Perkins. What I that. loved about uh, and I like I I've liked all four psycho. Uh, well, they made five or six of them, but like the four main psycho movies or whatever, I've actually enjoyed them because of Anthony Perkins. I thought Even like the I thought Gus Van Zandt's version was, no, it was cool, okay. and it brought it you know, brought a whole new. It, audience it, it really to that. wasn't. It, it didn't even need to be made. I mean, it's one of those kind of things. Well, but it so. brought a it brought a new audience, right? To it. And that of course. and that was the I I believe if I remember correctly, that was Gus Van Zant's uh, ob- objective and why he wanted to do a shot for shot remake. Was yeah. a it was challenging, and b he wanted people to watch this movie watch it, yeah. to enjoy mm-hmm. Psycho, right? Uh, and I got to imagine that there's a certain amount of uh, youngsters who saw that and then went back and watched the original. Right. Um, watched Hitchcock's. Well, uh, here, here's a perfect you know thing uh, to go back to my psyche of you know film and why I like uh, probably like the darker movies. It's something I can blame my mom on. Uh, one of the first movies I remember seeing was Night of the Living Dead, the original George Romero of Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. And it was black and white, of course. And I remember vividly where i was it was about 1984 1985 i was a teenager in alabama and they showed the colored version of night of the living dead Mm -hmm. and i laughed and i almost cried through the whole thing it was just so bad the colorization everything was horrible it it really really 
made the movie really bad. Um, well, early colorization and, yeah. was pretty bad. So pretty I, th- I think that. in my mind, it's like, unless you're going to do what Gus did, completely redo it or whatever, certain movies just don't need to be touched. Mm. If it's black and white, it's black and white. I think... See, I, I mean, George, I mean, but see, the thing is, George made Mad Max, in his head, it was black and white. So I think that's why um, the Chrome edition or whatever is so interesting to see. I love Back to the Future. And around April okay. Fool's, occasionally, there's this uh, joke that goes around where people <laughs> say that Back to the Future is going to be remade with a female lead. Yeah. And I would love to see that. Right. Like, I don't think that it you know taints the original i right. just always go back and watch the original yeah but if you're going to take something that i love like if you made goodwill hunting too i'll get in line i'll right. watch that mm-hmm. you remake goodwill hunting all right i'll take a look <laughs> um maybe it's better maybe it's not maybe there's something out of it i can always go back and watch right. the original of course and 15 minutes in of goodwill hunting too if i don't like it i'm just turn it off yeah no. i mean it's, it's that's okay. like i mean ghostbusters i mean it's like i, I saw I, it did you see it no oh okay i'll get around to it it's not um it's not even in like the top twenty. All right, list. here's the thing about Ghostbusters. Now that you mentioned, because okay, because yeah. we watched, I watched every every Oscar, every screener that was worthy of watching. Right, there's a handful that I, I even watched. Fire at Sea, which is about the uh, uh, immigrants uh, in uh, Italy, documentary mostly in Italian. Um, uh, Lamp Dusa. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, it was okay. It's not worth watching, really. <laughs> but I watched like everything that was worth watching, and then I got down. We went to Redbox, and we started getting <laughs> movies. Wow! Red- yeah, um, I have like thirty movies to watch, man. You guys uh, went all out. Yeah, no, I'm pretty. There's hardly anything that I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, we watched Ghostbusters. Right. This is in the po- on the poster, like on the face of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's what confused me because Ghostbusters came out and it got hammered right. for a female cast, which and the girls in it ridiculous. just got. Just destroyed. Uh, it is horrible what they did to him, particularly the black woman. I, I can't remember her name. I don't know the other white girl's name who plays. Uh, Kristen Wiig? No, I know who Kristen Wiig is. Yeah, I know who that is. The other one who plays uh, oh, Hillary Kate, Clinton. Kate McKinnon. Or oh, yeah, I don't know yeah. her name. Anyway, uh, they Twitter attacked the black girl. Oh, yeah, they attacked her. Yeah. It was terrible, the things that happened on the movie. So halfway through this movie. Mm-hmm. It the female cast. It finally dawned on me the problem. Uh oh. And I paused and I turned to Deanna. And this is on the poster, but it had never occurred to me before. Mm. They rebooted a movie about people who are f- capturing ghosts, right? That originally appealed to an audience of fourteen to twenty-four year old boys, right? And they cast forty-year-old women, right? Who the fuck did they think the audience of this movie was? Exactly. Uh, what's his face? Thor, um, yeah. Hemsworth is in it and plays the heartthrob right. that these girls like Oogolo. He's just there for eye candy. He's right. straight up like the movies on the nose about, you know, that he's eye candy. Right. And Paul Figg, who's directed plenty of funny things, does a good job here. Like the, the movie is fine. The problem really is the female cast. And it's not that they're female. Right. Is that they're 40 year old women. Right. Like. Someone thought, oh, Bridesmaids made a ton of money, so Melissa Let's McCarthy and, and Kristen Wiig yeah. are going to make a bunch of money. Right. Bridesmaids made money because it was about 30-year-old women getting married. Right. 
And a bunch of women went out and saw Bridesmaids. And then guys went because it was just straight up funny. And it grew from there. Right. Like, my big fat Greek wedding is not a guy's movie. Right. But... Women, it turned into it. It turned right. into it. Women drug guys to it, and it was a funny, good movie. It, it turns out, oh, this sounds like a chick flick, but it's not. Same thing with, with Bridesmaids. And you could say the same thing about The Hangover. Straight up dude flick, you drag women to it, and they're like, oh, this shit is funny. Right. Okay. Ghostbusters is about capturing ghosts made for 14 to 24-year-old boys. Yeah. Casting 40-year-old women in this movie is really... not going to equal box office right. success. Yeah. Casting 20-year-old Victoria's Secret models is going to equal box right. office success. Yeah. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Transformers. You know, Megan Fox. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I, I oh don't... Oh, my God. When she lifts the hood to that Camaro. But, like, <laughs> I, didn't per- I didn't particularly enjoy that part of it because it kind of just took it away. It was like, oh, please. I mean, this is just, of course, obviously... She's eye candy, yeah. Yeah, but it's obviously made for the 15-year-old boy to, that's, you know, That's whatever. who that movie's getting No, toward, no, no, yeah. no. But that director, those producers were brilliant that way, like what you're saying. They were just like, um, okay, we need some – oh, we need, a, we need a chick here. Right. And we need a love par- – it doesn't have to really be a love story. It doesn't really – oh, yep, okay, let's just get a girl and, and the boy's chasing her, Look, but it doesn't really you know, happen. You're watching uh- – Ghostbusters, yeah, I, I completely – understand like what you're saying without even seeing the movie you're watching super eight and ella fanning who i think is like 14 at that time i'm not sitting there going oh my god she's gorgeous she's hot but i'm i i sat in the theater and i went she is hot to right. a 14 year old. Right. If you're a 15, like, if you're a 14 she, or 15 year old, like the kid in that movie or whatever, right. you immediately, as I'm 46 now, I saw that when I was like, what, 41, 42, yeah, I forgot when it came out. So, yeah. I immediately jumped back to like that, that 80s feel, the Goonies or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, that's the first chick that you liked. And then it's, I mean, she's awesome. I was and, a little perplexed by the bald girl in Stranger Things because I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, is she really hot to kids of that age? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's like, a strange it's a strange story. Yeah, but it's they, a strange story. But, but I, it's I like, but they make weird, it, but... but they make it out that way too. Even the other guys are like, she's just one of the guys, but she's a girl. So it's like, I think that it's it's a working joke mm-hmm. amongst you know a, a, an incredible TV show. But yeah, if you're like a 15 year old, absolutely by all means, it super eight it worked. Uh, Stranger Things it works because you're just like, okay, she's not the girl that you want. But you definitely want her as a friend, that kind of thing. But yeah, Ghostbusters, yeah. Ghostbusters, just... the girls do a great job. It's not their fault. They perform yeah. well. The movie, it uh, by the time we get to the end, the movie is okay. But frankly, if you go back and you watch Ghostbusters 1 or 2, the movies are okay. Yeah. I mean, at the again, now, at the time they were released in the 80s, they were something brand new and fresh in this song. Uh, at that it point... Was a... Was, songs were pushing movies yeah. like mad like that ray parker jr's ghostbusters song had to have made more money than that movie did. probably well well not probably it did we remember the the first movie that i remember solidifying the pop song to the movie is rocky three with eye of the tiger oh, of course and that song had to have made more money than the movie like it's just synonymous mm-hmm. with it takes you there so Ghostbusters, you go back and you watch that movie, and it's okay, but here's a song that you hear everywhere, which puts into people's heads, we need to go see this, which creates this fallacy that this movie is better than it actually is. Right. Not saying Ghostbusters is bad. Solid, you know, the yeah. original is it's a, a music, solid it, seven or eight on the, you know, it's, it is, totally it is a music video. It's not really much of a movie. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they're capturing ghosts. And so you're going to remake that. There's an opportunity to go, oh, okay, we have the foundation for all of this. We know who our audience is. Let's make the movie to that. Instead, the studio was like, no, put these two yeah. old chicks in it, who I love, yeah. but are like their miscast. age just is yeah. not. And it's not even that they're miscast because they totally – Right. They totally delivered on the material fine. Right. No, but what they just yeah. shouldn't be. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, to go back to silence, I, I think Garfield and uh, Adam Driver, they're both incredible actors. Liam Neeson is one right. of the best ever. Exactly. All completely, totally missed. All fantastic actors. But you're just like, uh, needs other people in this movie. Right. But this completely just isn't, wrong. This isn't the right vehicle. No. No. Um, so, yeah, we watched Ghostbusters. Um, then you look at the movie like Hidden Figures. And I insanely well cast. No, but like I imagine going back in time and meeting these women at that particular time in their lives, these would be that that's how they would be. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or if that's how it is or whatever. But I see Octavia, it's like that particular woman she met with, you know, Obama, you know, recently or whatever, you know, before she passed away and there's stuff. You're like, I would go back in time in 50, 50 years ago and she was probably that person. Right. That's the kind of character, you know, like you said, that's the kind of acting, the character that you. You know, bring to life or whatever. Brilliant casting, brilliant all the way around. Yeah, it's like I love you know Melissa McCarthy. I like. I think I've seen. I love Melissa McCarthy. But like, I think I, I think I've seen all her movies now. I watched her TV show too. I've seen. I mean, but it's just like I think I've seen them all except Ghostbusters, and probably because of that, because I'm thinking, well, she's not Bill Murray. She's not Dan Aykroyd. I mean, she's not these people. She's not those people. Those people were, you know, nerdy dudes, and I just don't see her in that role. Yeah, so. Maybe that's a subliminal thing. It's just not really she works, connecting with me. Yeah, she works fine. Because like Kristen Wiig, I mean, I'll see her in a commercial. Yeah, she's I'll, awesome. I'll watch anything with her. And even go, you know, who's out in the theaters for what? Um, you know, two months. And didn't even care to go see it in the theater. It, it got, it was hosed before it was released. Well, but I mean, it, it was out in the theater forever. And yeah, I'm in Santa Clarita. There's only two movie theaters out <laughs> yeah, there. And it's, yeah, and like it's, that's bumfuck BFE. But it was in both theaters forever. I mean, it was, you know, so. And I, um, I, I didn't care. I saw, we watched Sully. So, okay, yeah. About uh, the Tom, pilot. Uh, Tom Hanks, the pilot. Yeah. Tom Hanks, directed by Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, probably Clint Eastwood's best uh, directing oh, job good. ever. Cool. Um, I, I didn't hate it like I hated Bridges of Madison County. What's that, wrong with Bridges of Madison County? Um, Even though he was 20 years off and she was... 18 years the, off. The age no, difference. No, no uh, I mean from the book. The, the adultery... <laughs> The, I There's no real adult. Oh, it's just a. It's just a. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like. I didn't like the message of bridge, bridges, and it's super slow. Most of his stuff is super slow. Um, the one with the car, uh, which I think up until mm. Sully was his most watchable movie, um, still is slow. Yeah. What is it? Gran Torino. Gran Torino um, is super slow. But well, he. Uh, I mean, he plays jazz. He plays the piano in real life and mm-hmm. like the saxophone and stuff. So it's like it makes sense that for his movies to be. You know, like a slow build. Mm. You know, it's like if you like jazz or not, it's like you don't really listen to the albums. You want to go see them live. And then you go see them live and you're like, oh, he's been playing the piano for three hours. Yeah, but he's building to a big, you know, climax. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's usually a jazz show. It's like if you go to jazz, it's not you're, you're not you don't go to a jazz show for like 15 or 20 minutes or half an hour. You're going to go for. OK, it's going to be three hours tonight. You know, Do you like jazz to, uh, live. Yeah. Be, but because of that, mm. because there's a build up. And his movies are like that. It's like I love Unforgiven, but I won't. I don't need to see Unforgiven again. Right. You know, it's one of those movies like you see it once, 
maybe twice, maybe pieces here and there, because, you know, Gene Hackman is, is so fucking good in the movie. It's like you can just watch his role. But, uh, yeah, it's like if you really there... sit down and you watch that again, you're like, oh, my God. It's like, you know, it's really, it's really slow. Are there movies that you will limit your viewing of because you don't want them ruined? Oh, um, probably, yeah. Unforgiven could be one of those, yeah. I mean, Christmas Vacation in some respects is ruined for me because I've seen it so many times. Okay. Yeah. 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 Each right. year I know it line by line yeah. and there's no surprise right. to the humor. It's just watching this play out. Right. Because of that, I avoid, like I haven't seen bad Santa in like four years and I've probably okay. watched bands, bad Santa five times. Yeah. So this way, like a year from now, I can enjoy Bad Santa again and go and laugh fresh and right. because I forgot about a bunch of these things. That's a good question, yeah. So are there – I know you've seen The Thing a Boom. million times. Are there movies – Jaws. I've seen Jaws probably I, – I think Jaws is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. I've seen it probably – or one of the best stories. It probably wears a little bit. But I've no, it's, seen it's it, one of the best I've seen it probably made. four times. And from start to finish? Yeah, and uh, and it's one of those that, like, maybe in another couple of years, I'll sit down and watch and just go, oh. And I do the same. My yeah. top ten includes Goodwill Hunting and American Beauty, and these are two movies yeah. that I actively stay away from. <laughs> Back to the Future, I will watch over and over right. and over. Back to the Future, to me, is one of those that you can because it's not a straight-up comedy. So yeah, there's okay. a lot of elements to that movie. I don't yeah, need to be surprised. Yeah. It's okay that I don't, like, right. you know, know the jokes. But horror... Like, I like being scared. I like, right. I love Blair Witch Project, and I love that ending scene of Blair Witch, and I haven't seen Blair Witch in a long time, and, and you know, at some point I'll rewatch it. Dale and Tucker, or Tucker and Dale, I always forget whichever comes first. I've seen it three times. At first viewing, had to pause it and laugh so hard. Oh, just Jesus Christ. Like, guffawed, and it was just fantastic. Second viewing, laughed again. Third viewing, disappointed. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. It's at that point now that I I know where it's all coming where where it's from. gonna go right. Yeah. So is there anything for you? Uh, that, that, actually, that's a perfect that's a perfect one. I've actually seen it now four times, and uh, yeah, I think about the third or fourth time. Just I think I think you're fast forwarding. It, it became Vegas. Yeah, on but you're kind of like fast forwarding <laughs> to the gore scenes instead of the build up. Instead of you know, them, you know them or or them talking. You know mm-hmm. those two guys. You know I can watch that. I can watch that for a while. Um, now I've seen the thing a hundred times. I see the I uh, the thing in Jaws. I I those those two movies I actually have to watch at least twice a year because uh-huh. they're those kind of good. They they're so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's probably a handful. There's probably some movies out there that I I won't. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good question. I'd have to like look that up in my brain. When somehow. I was a when I was a kid, we had a, two VHS players, so we would rent movies and pirate mm-hmm. them. And we had <laughs> I don't know probably fifty or so movies, a hundred movies, and uh, the thing was one of those. Yes. So I would watch the thing a lot because it was you know one of the movies we had one access to. Um, and the thing for me and still today was never a scary movie it was a sci-fi um this is you know really cool shit that's right. happening to these people out there really crazy shit so it was an easy movie to watch right. over and over you're yeah. not you're not wondering trying to figure out like who the killer is i remember uh <clears throat> you remember the game with michael douglas oh yeah the first time that you watched that movie yeah. 
it is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like you have no idea what's happening, and that was an awesome ride. Right. The second time you watch that movie, it's a piece of shit. Like, you I know, would say a piece of shit, but I understand like what you're saying. You like, you know, know what's happening. Yeah, you know exactly what's right. going on. There is no journey here. Right. You're just like, you would know the yeah. answer. Um, it, it's definitely one of those kind of movies that probably actually hurt the movie. Because no, people no, are no. like, you have to see this movie. Let's go watch the movie. And I think the, peer, the, the, the person who's seeing it the first time loves it. The person that goes with you is like, oh, yeah, I'm going well, go, to go get popcorn. Right. It's the and Sixth not Sense come back. thing. Yeah. Like, I, six minutes into Sixth Sense, I'm like, dude's dead. It's a ghost. <laughs> and then I, oh, my God, you just ruined the movie. And for, then I'm sitting there. For the seven and, people who haven't seen yeah. it. And then I'm sitting there. So now I have that frame of mind. I think it's six minutes in. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Your dog just cocooned itself in it. My little cheese. She goes. She gets under blankets and stuff like that. That is the funniest thing I think I've ever seen from a she's, little dog. Little dogs, little Chihuahuas. She's a cheap in. They're not from uh, the wolf family. Like the Labrador is a descent of the wolf. Oh, okay. They're a descent of the fox. Oh, okay. And foxes like dens. Yeah. So little dogs like that like just to, in the brain somewhere to to go cover under up. blankets and cover That's up and hilarious. get in their den. Sorry. So it just totally circled around. Literally walked around in circles until the towel is wrapped. I don't completely understand that it. about any dog. Why yeah. they walk around in circles ten times before they lie down and just find the perfect. But yeah, practice. the game. The game is definitely one because like I love the game and knowing. Yeah, knowing uh, and, and Sixth Sense. Those kind of movies, absolutely. Knowing what's going to happen or uh, the quote unquote end or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it does uh, hurt the viewing pleasure. Yeah. I haven't seen the saw. I haven't seen Saw. The original Saw I saw at uh, the school that I went to, NIFA, uh, New York Film Academy, or whatever. The uh-huh. original Saw. I hadn't seen that for years. Oh, okay. like I've seen two and three, and like you know, I love the blood and the gore, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you can you can put in Saw two right now, and I've seen it about forty times. I can shut my eyes and tell you what's going on, right. uh, but I haven't seen the original Saw in forever. So that was actually kind of interesting, like what you're saying. Like, it was like I was watching it, not new again, but I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it brought some, you know, it, it brought some things out of the movie. So, yeah. Um, I watched War Dogs. Okay. Oh, okay. Which yeah. Which you've seen. Oh, fucking love that movie. Todd Phillips movie. Oh, Jesus. It was fantastic. God, it was so yeah. good. Um, yeah, it was awesomely fun. It's just, uh, you get everything that you want and everything you expect from the trailer. Yeah. Uh, the performances were solid. Jonah Hill is ridiculous yet again. This He's is. so good. He's this so is good. the fat kid from uh, Superbad grows up, pretty much, <laughs> and runs guns, pretty much. Like, it's the same. It's uh, whatever is, and he, and he becomes the, the gun runner. I mean, that's the thing. It's like if you really look at like what these two people did in real life. I mean, they touch on it in the movie and everything, but these guys were making billions and billions and billions of dollars. Uh, know, a lot of people they, were, yeah. and then they they completely and totally screwed each other over, which is just hilarious and sick. They didn't know? screw each other over. Yeah. Jonah Hill screwed well, him over. He didn't screw Jonah Hill over. He tried in real life. Jonah Jonah Hill made that mistake that everybody, greedy. every greedy person makes the same mistake yeah. of. That little mistake that causes your house of cards to fall apart. Exactly. I mean... I've never understood greed. I've never understood that form of greed. I've never understood that form of selfishness. I've never... Yeah. I... I purposely don't like uh don't put myself around those kind of people even right like like my friends like you like there's people that are in my life or whatever for particular reasons i don't think you'd fuck me over for twenty dollars buster douglas once said about don king for every million he stole from me he made me ten yeah so 
you know, I mean, that's the line no. of thinking that, like, let everybody have a piece of the pie. As long as, you know, my piece of the pie is huge, what do I care? Exactly. Um, you know, but. Yeah, War, uh, Do- War Dogs is one of those movies, I th- I think. Be- and this is no spoiler. About, I think like, because I think what really kind of hurt that movie was po- uh, possibly, like, you know, just like the violence or whatever. Because it, it looked like a comedy and then, like. They didn't really try to sell it like The Hangover, but it was just like the guys that made Hangover, and you're right. like, yeah, it's they're adding right. humor to a humorous story, but it's a pretty vile story. I mean, this is greed and violence and war, and you know, it's a pretty crazy fucking story. Uh, but both of them are just brilliant, yeah, like Ordon's just killer, unbelievably good. Speaking of the guys who made, did you see the Affleck movie? Live oh no, not yet. No, the Live After whatever. Because in the trailer of that, it doesn't say directed by Ben Affleck. It said from the oh yeah 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 yeah, Margo and the town yeah, which is Um, kind of odd. Not after you watch the movie. Well, because I mean his movies have made money, so just weird when they, you know, even the town made a small fortune. So I think it was a smart thing to do because I don't know. Yeah, he's obviously in it, so people can go, oh, it's the Ben Affleck movie, right? But then for those who aren't well versed, if it says directed by Ben Affleck. They go, oh, it's probably it's one of these star puff pieces. Okay, yeah, yeah, possibly. But by saying uh, the town in Argo, you're invoking the image, the memories of two other movies, which is what they try to do with War right. Dog by saying the Hangover. You're invoking which was just that. very odd. To me. Yeah, because it, it doesn't. Yeah, it was it just very strange. Because there was a couple actually, a couple of trailers for War Dogs, and one didn't say the Hangover, and one did, and they probably should have just stuck with War Dogs. Reminded me of the. Um, Nicholas Cage movie. He sells guns. Well, the true story of it's got a fan. It, no. Why is it the same person? No, but like Lord of uh, Lord of Lord, War. Lord of War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fantastic yeah. artwork on that poster. Lord of War. I mean, in reality, this these kids are a few years after uh, Nicholas Cage's character. Nicholas right. Cage was kind of like the the beginning stages of well, we can screw all these you know countries over. You know, and uh, he used, I mean, it's at the end of the movie, if, if you see Lord of War, it is true. An actual, like, four star general in the CIA came in and got him out of prison because they knew who he was and they knew exactly what he was doing. He was creating chaos uh, for the military to, you know, keep going. Right. You know, it's like, uh, it I mean, worked. that's the, mil- the military complex of the U.S. government or whatever. That's just how it is. They They don't really particularly like peace they don't like peaceful years they like war they you know it's like the iraq stuff it's been going on now for like 10 years it's not going to stop war dogs also lives in this world of like dallas buyers club yeah and big short style mm-hmm. movies yeah. you know they're funny they're dramatic they're interesting they ain't the hangover no, um, but but again, just like those two movies, at the end of it, you kind of scratch your head. Like, right. I can't believe this is fucking real. I can't yeah. believe there's people like this. Big I can't Short believe that is a actually good happened. Comparison because yeah. that's because uh, it's really funny who's and directed? it's really crazy. Uh, Adam McKay. Adam McKay. You know, yeah, another comedian, another, you know, another com- comedic director who you know pulled that off, and this was his, Todd Phillips's. You know, like Big Short or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a great movie. Everybody yeah. should go see War Dogs. Is totally worth watching. Yeah, rent it. Um, I saw Suicide Squad. Did you see that? Uh, pieces of it. I don't really. Another movie that's just been hammered. I don't, um, you know. And... That's the thing. It's like when it's, uh, not to cut you off, but like the Marvel, like all these, all these kind of movies or whatever. I am not a comic book, like, I'm know, not it, either. like know it all. 
So like when people are like, oh, it's Suicide Squad, and they're like, oh, it's so and so. I'm like, I uh, I don't know who that character is. I'm not I, either, nor do I care. I you know, you know so I'll I, go see it. You know, like Guardians I, of the Galaxy had no fucking clue what Guardians of the Galaxy was. Never even like had really heard of it outside of T-shirts or like right. you know, all the Comic Con things that I go to. Um, like had no clue that it was an actual full story. Like what you know history and all that. You know like it's been going on for like no clue. It's just a fun movie. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's been around for a while. And, like, Suicide Squad, all these characters. I'm like, I know the Joker. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I've, heard of, I've heard of two of the you know, two of the characters, you know, in the movie. But, yeah. Originally, in uh, when the first Batman movie that came out in the 90s had Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Right. And he was amazing. Yeah. You're like, oh, this dude, like, the movie's all right, but Jack Nicholson oh, yeah. is fantastic. You went to see it for Jack. Then Heath Ledger became yeah. the Joker again, and he was bigger than that movie and, he, yeah. Yeah, uh, and was amazing as the Joker. Okay. In this movie, Jared Leto plays the Joker, yeah. and he's okay, but it's Harlequin, Harley Quinn, yeah. uh, who is uh, uh, Maggie, Margot, what is yeah, Margot, it? whatever, Margot yeah. Robbie, Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, she's the whole movie. Right. She's the breakout. She's the Joker of this movie. Right. She is so fantastic yeah. and magical to watch on screen and kicks so much ass that it the movie's problems i i mean the holes that people say are in the plot i just don't see them because right. i'm really just like every minute that harlequin is not on the screen is me waiting for Harley right. to come back on. And then when she's back on, I'm smiling and going, what is she going to say and do next? Right. And then when she's gone, I'm like, okay, when does she come back? Like, the whole movie is, and she's in a lot of the movie. That doesn't happen a lot. You know, Will Smith is in it. He's fine. I don't know why Will Smith is in it. Like, that one blows me away because this movie is way too small for Will Smith. Like, there's no way that he would ever come back for a part two. Right. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, you know, Will Smith is tent poles and, you know, he does one-offs. Yeah. He does not do sequels. So I'm perplexed why they cast Will Smith from the get-go. Because even if Suicide Squad was a huge hit, I don't see him coming back for part two. But that goes to, that goes to the scripts that were given to people. The scripts changed so drastically Jared Lee, like his first script or whatever, it was his movie. Will Smith, he got it. He actually showed somewhere. I mean, it's already been taken down and stuff. He showed parts of the script that were given to him. And it was like, it was going to be his movie. Oh. So it was one of those things like Suicide Squad. It has all these characters. The movie's for you. Will Smith said yes to it. Then uh-huh. they started getting the rewrites and more producer notes and a different director. And the 17th screenwriter came in to change it yet again. And then all of a sudden... Pretty slick you're, idea you're, you're in to five minutes of the movie, and I'm sure it's been done <laughs> to take the script that you wrote and then rewrite several versions for each specific character to yeah. get them attached. Well, Jared Leto scenes, like, and then in the final, supposedly he has twenty or twenty five minutes of he's hardly film. In it. No, but twenty or twenty five minutes of film time or whatever uh-huh. that was cut completely and totally cut out of the movie. Yeah, Jared, like completely gone. He's hardly in it. Yeah, it and is, even he like he, his complaints or whatever he he was even like kind of on that bandwagon of like we don't know what happened in the movie you know before it came out we don't know what happened in the movie I don't even know what happened to my role and Will Smith is just like this isn't even the script that was given to me and then he talked about it and then like that was shut down like mm-hmm. quick because he's smart he doesn't you know right he doesn't really shoot himself in the foot ever right it um, is it's not but like he, he he like a lot of these people are like talking about it so. Mm-hmm. That could that could have happened. I don't know. I mean, that's that's the 
behind the scenes weird. If you liked Guardians of the Galaxy, there's no reason that you shouldn't like. Suicide yeah, I'll Squad. get to it. Like, I mean, but just, I'll see it for I'll see it for Margot. It's like I know there was it's tons of fun. You know, it's it's supposedly a, it was her movie anyway. It's just and, a it's just a fun movie. Yeah. And uh, look, I don't need to see a Suicide Squad too. You can just show me, you know, Harlequin <laughs> Part One, and I'm right. on board. Like I'll I'll ride. And it's, and like, it's really it's like Underworld. It's like Kate Beckinsale right. in Underworld. Like this chick. I don't know if Under- tomorrow. I don't know if Underworld is any good. I know that that chick is awesome yeah. in Underworld and kicks ass. Right. And every time she's on screen, this is awesome. Right. Like I have no idea what else is going on in the story. No. But no, now, don't care. On the other side of that, we watched Independence Day Resurgence. No, um, I, didn't, I didn't even care to even. See, yeah, like, super low on our list, but it, it was, was it was at, weird. Like even the very first commercial, I kind of sat there. I'm like, is this a joke commercial? Like, is this a joke? All right. You so, know what I mean? <laughs> like, did they really do this? I was curious. I was, yeah. you know, and whatever. We we had plowed through everything else. And we were getting, <laughs> a, you know, we watched Ghostbusters. And, you know, Deanna likes action flicks. Right. And I dozed off several times during Independence Day Resurgence. And Ooh. Deanna was, like, edge of her seat. Enjoyed it. Like, so much so that, like, Deanna woke me up because she's like, woohoo! And I'm like, you're really into this that's awesome are you fucking kidding me like i'm asleep over here and you're excited about you know they just won a battle (laughs) all right so possible spoilers for independence day but not so much um but possible the an alien uh, so we know from the first one we battled the aliens america won we know that there are america whatever the planet won that we know from the first one and uh, the we know there's aliens out there as a race, as a planet. It's the human race. So we've built up our defenses. We have a better space program now in this mm, okay. version. Mm-hmm. And a spacecraft approaches Earth, doesn't do anything. We, you know, shoot it down. We pull out our cocks and blow the thing out. <gasps> of Poor then aliens. another spacecraft comes oh. and attacks us. They're probably pissed. We discover through the sto- through this story, we discover that the first, and this is you could figure this out in the first act. We discover <laughs> that the first uh, spaceship was friendly, of course, and was actually there to provide us with the tools to fight the next alien. Do, yeah. They're their enemy, right? They're they're going to help us. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I'm watching this, and I'm like. Isn't this the exact same plot as the arrival? Yeah. And I, I really, I couldn't believe it. I'm like the arrival remade independence day resurgence that came out over the summer, came out before arrival hit theaters. And okay. I'm, I'm like, this is so weird. Like in arrival, that's, that's how, they give us a language how... so we can fight the next alien. And I'm almost like, I look, I didn't fall that's asleep. How, that's how scripts, you know, definitely. I didn't fall asleep during the arrival because I was invested and I wanted to know where they was, these people were going. Right. I fell asleep during Independence Day because there's no investment in people. Like, you do no, not no. go on the journey with people. Shit is just blowing up. Right. There's explosions, explosions. And one, the, the problem with most battle scenes for me is you know the outcome. Right. And of when course. you know the outcome, I'm like, well, the hero's going to win. It's not yeah. a big deal. So if you're watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon or The Matrix or something like that, then you're watching like, oh, shit, I've never seen this sort of battle happen. But when you're watching an alien space movie, I've seen that. Right. Like, there's no excitement to it. So uh, 
I fall asleep and I get bored with it. <laughs> now, you look at something like Game of Thrones, and I know, or I don't know what the end of this battle is. This show has... Dude, you don't even know what's going to happen in that scene. Walk, yeah, Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't know who's getting killed right. next. So even though it's nothing more than a knife fight or a sword fight, I'm invested because they could take a character out at any moment. Right. Um, but when you're but watching... you care about those characters to begin with. That's, that's true. That's the beauty of those two shows that you just said. But when you're watching... So when you're watching Independence, when you're watching a big Independence Day, you're like, I don't care about these people anyway. Right. So even if they do die in a battle scene, which they usually don't, who gives a shit? Just there's a lot of buildings getting blown up. When I'm watching Lord of the Rings and a battle scene comes right. on, I'm like, well, Frodo wins. Or Frodo <laughs> makes it. Because he's got to return this ring. Right. And that's where I year, shut down movie. Yeah. and I get bored. Right. And I'm like, I, I'm... Absolutely. I can't I watch right. this. So I fell asleep during Independence Day, <laughs> and I did not fall asleep during Arrival, but I was a little perplexed that in Arrival is Independence Day resurgence. That's funny. And uh, why, it is weird, like, why how, Independence Day is not getting any Oscar noms, I don't it know. It is weird, like, when scripts kind of, like, overlap, and, like, you're like, oh, these, you know. Yeah, they were made too close to each yeah. other. That well, there's no, 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 no way but, like, yeah. actually copied the other. Yeah. But it is that. Well, it, you have to look at those scripts and those producers. They definitely cross lines. I mean, obviously. Somebody somewhere saw Sometimes. the script for Arrival, or somebody saw the script for Independence Day, you know, five or ten years ago, and, and you know, got a piece of it without stealing it. All right, so I'll tell you what I haven't seen. I saw okay. Fire at Sea. I haven't seen Gleason. That's the doc on the NFL player. I saw. I watched uh, about 20 minutes of Patterson, which is a Jim Jarmusch film with right. Adam Driver. Not worth it. <laughs> uh, I watched Bleed for This. That's good. I watched Moonlight. That's great. Uh, 20th Century Woman. Uh, didn't care for it. Patriot's Day. Eh. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched Fences yet. It still just doesn't. <gasps> There's a movie that you haven't seen. Yeah, well, there's two. So I haven't seen Gleason. I haven't seen Fences. Uh, I watched Allied. Uh, watched Silence. Um, oh, I haven't watched Free State of Jones. I haven't watched The Witch. That's the one that we got to get on is The Witch. Edge of Seventeen is great. Um, Shit, I got to watch that too. God Rogue damn. One is great or good, whatever. Uh, Live by Night, I've seen. Fantastic Beasts, I've seen. Doctor Strange, I've seen. Jackie watched enough of Hit Lot Lobster. I <clears throat> watched Hidden Figures and Snowden. So I haven't seen Witch, Free State of Jones, Fences, and Patterson. Those four, or I'm sorry, Gleason. And the only one there that I think I'll really watch is The Witch. I don't know if I'm going to watch Fences. I just don't. Because you're racist. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm racist. I'm racist. <laughs> watch Moonlight. Moonlight's a good movie. No, Fences just looks yeah. like a. Like a father that hates his kid. What the fuck do I need to watch that for? I don't know. That's what the trailer looks like. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But Well, you saw the play or something. I saw the play like 20. Oh, God. So I saw Red Turtle. I saw Christine. I saw Wiener. Uh, Wiener. Oh, I haven't seen Born in the Blue, which is uh, um, about a blues movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Chad Baker. Yeah, and the trailer just, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Unless unless it wins something or someone tells me it's great, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, because I really like him, and I really, I, yeah. That's one of those movies that I'll eventually see. I haven't seen The Ivory Game. I won't watch it. No. Uh, 13th, it, it, which is available on Netflix, I'm not going to bother with. Uh, Your Name, I saw. Japanimation. Amanda Knox, I saw. Ellie. Uh, I haven't mm. seen that, and I might watch that. That's a foreign film. Um Kubo saw Sloan, Miss Sloan. I saw Rival. Mm -hmm. I saw Lion. I saw Monster Call, Julietta, Hacksaw Ridge, 
Manchester by the Sea, Florence Foster Jenkins, the founder, the comedian. I've seen the founder three times now. Really? Yeah. The, it, it, it comes out the 13th. It's weird. Uh, people have come over and wanted to watch it. Yeah, have you seen the commercial? Uh, no, but no, that's I a good, it's a really good commercial, actually. For, I mean, for the movie, it's like we've seen it, but it was like it's a pretty solid. Like the commercial is pretty solid, so I was like, I was kind of happy for it. It's a good movie. That and no, but figures it's... come out this month, and they're both some of the best that are here they're both solid. yeah no yeah 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 and the hidden figures like those commercials have been really good for the movie after you know like while you see, you know you've already seen the movie so every time you know it's like i'll see a commercial or something i'm like mm. sometimes you're like yeah that's a bad commercial for the movie or that's not a real you know that's not a really good sales pitch or something sometimes but the founder you're like yeah that was yeah it's definitely michael keaton like he's just on fire he's done a lot of good roles but this is definitely like his I think one of the best things he's done. Better than Birdhouse, Bird Birdman. Man. Um, <laughs> I saw, or I haven't seen uh, Neruda. Um, Handmaiden, that's the uh, Japanese movie. And it's I funny, Neruda, it's like a lot of people have said that's good, so I probably have to see that. All right, that's uh, subtitled. Yeah. And I've watched the, the trailer for it a couple yeah. of times, and it just looks Wes Anderson-y. That's probably why, like, a lot yeah. of my friends have liked I Yeah, I've definitely drawn my friendships via facebook uh friendships towards uh those kind of films i guess uh dressmaker <laughs> i saw nocturnal animals is great i saw that american pastoral i saw land of mine fantastic uh i daniel blake mm. I, don't, I don't even what is that i don't remember i think it's a doc it's a documentary um uh search for the or whatever uh hunt for the wilder people mm. uh, i've seen that Life animated saw that Tony Ardman. Uh, that one I haven't seen. That's oh, that's the, like that's a two, and a two hour, hour two and a half, yeah. two hour forty minute mother daughter or father daughter flick, mm. um, which does look amusing, but I can't really chew. good commercial for it. Yeah, it's a good trailer. But no, but yeah, I can't chew two hours and forty minutes of that. Yeah, but that's a really good commercial for a movie I haven't seen. So. I haven't seen The Salesman, and I haven't seen Music of Strangers, which is the Yo Yo Mon flick. Yeah, um, and then. The the last batch. Sausage Party saw, Anthropoid saw, Denial. Do you I see saw. Uh, Deadpool? Yeah, got of some course. awards. I saw it in theater. Yeah. Oh, I got saw some, that in theaters. When got some award uh, nominations. Uh, Very good. And then I, we watched it again here. Uh, Denial, I saw. Captain Fantastic, uh, I saw. Birth of a Nation, yes. American Wrestler, yes. Uh, the Neon Demon, I watched 10 minutes of it. <laughs> Cafe Society, I watched. Love and Friendship, I watched. Uh, Eye in the Sky, yep. Hell or High Water, yep. You need to watch Neon Demon. Uh, the Eagle Huntress. I just listened oh. to the soundtrack on the way over here. <clears throat> the Eagle Huntress, I didn't watch. I sent that back with you. The who? Um, Eagle Huntress. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get it to a DVD, so I just, or no. to the drive, so I didn't. Long Way North, I saw that. Uh, Hello, My Name is Doris, saw that. Touched with Fire. You've seen a lot of movies. I haven't seen Touch with Fire. That's the bipolar uh, Katie yeah. Holmes movie. Uh, Civil War, I saw. Hollers, I saw. Maggie's Plan, I saw. Uh, Equity, I sent back with you. Medler, I saw. I saw The Light and Miles Ahead, I haven't seen. So there's like... The 17 movie I really want to see. There's Moonlight. 10 movies here that I haven't seen. Yeah, Moonlight and uh, 17. Um, and the lobster, I think, out of like what you just listed off, I really want to. Those are like, those are like on top of my list. Yeah, those are all worth watching. Yeah. Um, even though the, I didn't care for the ending of the lobster, but they're they're yeah, those yeah. are worth watching. But those are like, there's the box of movies, and those are like right sitting on top. And it's funny because like I really wanted to see Jackie, 
and to go back to it, but I'm like, I have not heard one good solid review. Like she even got like, nominations for her performance. Yeah, but it was just like even like the, the all of that. They're just like, oh, she's phenomenal. What about the movie? Nothing about the movie. It's all you know. It's all about her. I'm like, okay. I mean, obviously, I know it's it's the vehicle. It's you know, it's the movie based for her. But I'm like, I haven't seen. I haven't you know, don't care to see it. Right. I'll see it eventually. Whatever. But definitely want to watch the Lobster and uh, Edge of Seventeen. Probably go watch. I should probably go home and watch that. Edge of Seventeen is solid. Yeah, you yeah. should watch something new as opposed to rewatch something. I don't know, man. Nocturnal animals. What was it like the second time? Which one? Nocturnal animals. Uh, just as intense. I was mean, it? just as good. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's one. That... Only, only because that's the kind of movie you know what's going to happen, or you know the end. You know, it's like you know everything. Well, first this time, time around, you didn't. No, that's what I mean. So. Uh, so now it's you're looking for the nuances. You're looking for um, certain things that you didn't pick up on. Certain things, you know, whatever. Um, again, uh, was it Michael Shannon? Is that his name? It's just unfucking believable. He's so good. The cop. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, you know the, the sheriff or whatever. The cop, the cop is fantastic. The detective. He's uh, every. I think everything he's in. He's Jesus. You know, he's crazy good. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's it's the movie that I heard from friends that they didn't care for it, you know. And then my sister, you, have, you know, people who didn't like Nocturnal yeah. Animals, and my sister didn't understand it. What? Yeah. And then we saw the movie, and I was just like, I was kind of scratching my head, and I was just like, again, like silence. I'm like, did we see the same movie? Because this is like probably the best film I've seen this year. One of, yeah, it's certainly... I mean, it's there. easily in the top three. Like, that and Lion are definitely, you know, way up. I'm like, how are you confused? That's A. So I look at my sister, and I'm like, I just don't get it. But then I'm like, I start scratching my head. I'm like, I start talking to these people again, the, my so-called friends, and I'm like... My so-called what, friends. <laughs> what, what... I'll lose friendship. I mean, this is like Trump. I'm like, what What didn't you like about... Like, what didn't you like them about the movie? I mean, it's, a, it's, it's kind of like a horrific story i understand that part thing, thing, is but... i say to people i'm like did you like pacific heights yeah do you like cape fair yeah okay you'll like nocturnal yeah. animals yeah it's a revenge flick yeah you figure this out from the get-go just like you do with cape fear or you know right. straw dogs or right like there is something pacific but heights... different that what's good about it though is that it's different it's not your. it's not it's a, different but it's, it's not still a straight a revenge ahead flick. revenge it's not like jake gyllenhaal's out to you know kill the world or whatever you know you're still wrapped up in his little story you're still wrapped up in the cop you know the cop that's over right. overly looking for revenge and he just wants to kill everybody right. he's like i got cancer you know well uh, you know it's like he, he's just out there and he's just like fuck the world you know and then you have jake doing this and then you have amy adams you know confused about it. it's just like there's so many layers to the movie it's just like what do you not like about this movie what I don't do you feel not like, like about the story i don't feel like, like it's I, that layered i, I mean oh, it's I loved straight it. i loved it too but i you know it's straight up you're on this journey yeah. and just like you know cape fear and straw dogs and pacific heights um you're looking for redemption at the end and that's the word yeah that's yeah. spoiler there's re- the reason this is a good movie is there's redemption at the end unbelievable when you have a revenge flick that ends without redemption at the end. Yeah. It's a shitty movie. Right. So or or, so, or a blatant I mean, like exploitation, you know, ending. Like I spit on your grave. Those kind of revenge flicks. Right. You know, then you're just like, yeah, okay, so she got the you know, she killed the, the, the guys. Who gives a shit? But there is no redemption. There's like there's no value in it. This, it's like at the end of Nocturnal Animals, 
if I was in the theater, well, I would have... Well, I spit have... on your grave. You're just not invested. Right. Like, but, uh, it's horrible the, what happens. But, to like, the revenge, I'm just saying, like, the revenge, like, Straw Dogs. Straw Dogs, you know, it's a solid fucking ending. Like, I, oh, my God. I saw, I spit on your grave once a long time yeah. ago, the original one. And I remember she, it's horrible when she's raped. Yeah. But then I remember she just kind of wanders around outside. Yeah, it's very 70s. Yeah, it's very weird and. And at that point, you no longer feel for the girl. You're like, who the fuck is this stupid chick? Yeah. And as a guy, look, I don't understand. I'll be the first to admit. I don't know what it's like to, you know. Be in that situation. I don't know what it's like to walk into a room and know that you're helpless. Right. Like, this is something that dawned on me in recent years. I don't know. Somebody had said something. But being a woman, you walk into a room and every room you walk into, you know that all of these people can rape you. Like, you're constantly right. on that guard. Uh, and that's a different way of growing up than I grew oh, yeah. up. So from my perspective, watching that movie so many years ago, and I don't... He, and, but the, yeah, yeah. Like, somebody attacks me, I attack them back. So I don't know what, mentally what this chick is going through. She's been attacked. That was horrible. And now I just don't understand why she's wandering around. Right. That was then. Now today, I get it. Today, right. she's a tra- and it was traumatic, and you know she's in pain over it, and and crazily devising her revenge. Right. So, but it's not a very well made movie. But right, like, that's it's not because it was just straight up an exploitation. Right. But, but like we're straw dogs. It's the question. It's you know Dustin Hoffman going over his head. You see the computer going off in in uh, Cape Fear. You see the computer. Like there's there's you know there's things to you know to get you to the end of that story. Right. Um. That at the end, you know, yeah, it's perfect word for it. You you watch Pacific Heights, and you know you're a quarter of the way into it, and you're like, Michael Keaton must fucking die. Yeah, that's how this. Movie he's. I forget end. like how good he is in that movie. He's, he's not in. It, he's it. not in it enough. Um, I think that's like it, it's such a it's such a vehicle for her, um, which is fine. But it was just like God, he was such an evil bastard. And if he doesn't you know? die at the end, yeah. you hate that movie. Oh, no, well, the movie wouldn't work. But that's the satisfaction right. of that movie is you're like you're excited and you're on the journey and everything that is in you that you hate about your real world enemies right. is what you're living through. Right. You're like the the people who are obstacles in your way in real life that you just want to blow away. <laughs> That is what you're living yeah. through in one of these movies. Um, so, and I think that's why Jake Gyllenhaal is so good in the, in, the, in his recreating his trauma. You know the trauma, like you know, it's like when he wrote this story. You know the the trauma that Amy Adams, you know, put him through and everything. Um, it it just works. So I don't know? I don't know how anybody could watch Nocturnal no. Animals and go I didn't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand I, that at all. Yeah. I kind of just scratched my head and 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 to be confused. Um. I don't understand that at all. But my my sister is in that whole realm of you know everything has to be, you know, spoon fed. I think it is pretty spoon fed. I think it's no, all, but like it's all I mean, right it, it has to be you know CSI. It has to be done in forty four minutes after com- you know before oh. commercials. So like this one is just kind of like okay, what's really going on here? Like because you have to watch the movie. Do you watch your dad's show? Yeah. Have you seen every episode? Or- uh, I haven't seen like the last few years. I, that's that's a show I like. I'll binge watch. You because uh, it's on every week, and you just sit there and you're like, mm, waiting. He's a week currently there. on Major Crimes. What the hell is the name of the one with Kira Sedgwick? Kira, uh, the closer. The closer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so blanking on. Nah, that's today. good. Yeah, it's great. Um, what a friend. Hey, I know this current show, and I knew that Kira Sedgwick was in it. I knew what it was. I just couldn't remember. That. I was blanking on the name. <sighs> um, so you've seen every episode of the closer. The closer, yeah. 
and mm-hmm. uh, you've seen some Mo- most episodes. Major of crimes, like the last two years, no. Is it weird to watch? I mean, you've watched a lot of it, so I guess uh, you've watched your dad a lot. Um, is it strange to watch your dad? In certain movies or TV shows, yeah. Does he it's ever? Sometimes, does yeah. he ever have a love scene? Not that I recall, but uh, he's been married in several movies, TV movies, because he was, you know, okay. the the, the uh, LMN that channel or whatever. Uh, Lifetime uh, movie. Lifetime, network. you know, whatever. He's made like twenty of those movies, mm-hmm. so he's always been the ex or you know the spouse or you know. But whatever. that just comes with a, uh, a simple kiss, nothing yeah. passionate. You've never seen your dad passionately make love on screen. No, and it's funny too because like he had like the whole storyline with uh, you know the milf from uh, American Pie. She was uh, she was in like two or three major crimes, so that was actually kind of funny. Or two of them, she was in like two of them, and she was like the bad. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I'm thinking like they, to, she, think she, you know, he lies to her, mm-hmm. you know, to you know, to, uh, to get her to admit, you know, to crimes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of funny, but there was nothing passionate about it. Mm. But yeah, which would be weird. I mean, you know, well, that's what I I'm saying. Think, yeah. I mean, uh, like I watched the very first episode of True Blood. I probably why I, I don't like True Blood for two reasons. It's uh, the very very first show. I'm sitting next to my dad, and I'm like, "Wow, there's a lot of sex here, and it's very strange." <laughs> and then, of course, we both were complaining about the language. You know, just every one of those actors were so fucking off of New Orleans that it just, oh. you know, it took it. Not it just the language, took, the dialect. No, yeah, it just took us away. The the dialect um, took us away from the story. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it that's odd. Like seeing movies like that where there is uh, romance or sex or mm-hmm. you know whatever. Um, but no, I. I to recall anything that he's been in, no. And I'm like, I've like, I, it's again, it's uh, God, uh, first time I ever saw him on TV, I thought it was kind of cool. You know, it was like probably Happy Days was like the first thing I remember as a kid because we actually went to the set. You know, has there ever been a point where you were pissed off because your dad was a better better father to his TV kids <laughs> than he is to you? Uh, no, but that yeah, that's that's actually come up. Uh, people have asked that before. Oh, have they? Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. What other what other questions do you get asked? Uh, no, just it, it is it is it's it is weird. It is a weird feeling to see a family member on the big screen or on TV. It okay. is. It is definitely a weird feeling. Now, yes. major crimes. I've never seen an episode of it. Yeah, and I've never watched the closer. Yeah, because um, you know what they are. I mean, it's I, it's very. I don't like. Crime no, no, no. Procedures. But it's yeah. Um, I. It's weird. It, it is so. I, I'm. A, I have a weird relationship with them because I actually do like them. Yeah. Um, they're entertaining. Yeah. I can it's sit down. Yeah. You can, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, the story is wrapped up in an hour and, yeah. you know, or 45 minutes and you can just sit with that story with CSI or NCIS mm-hmm. or any of these. Yeah. And, um, there's, n- there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that I hate it. What I find is I don't enjoy that type of mindless entertainment because I feel like when it's over, I learn nothing. Right. And I'm bothered. My parents, it, after retirement, so in the past five years, have started to watch a lot of CSI right. and have become much more invested in crime procedurals. And they make them happy and they enjoy it. What annoys the shit out of me is my parents now believe that there are technologies right. that never existed before. Right. And, you know, you can enhance a license plate by a thousand times and reverse someone's head and, you know, yeah. all sorts of things from photographs that just aren't there. And... The crimes that the the crimes that are in these things are always the cream of the crop, and then heightened. Right, of course. 
and don't exist, but like my parents, or they existed this- like once, and that's like I mean, like Law yeah. and Order. Law and Order is like that. That's how they were. It's my like this was a headline living- story, and you're right. like, right, and then it's embellished, but. It's not really what happened. Yeah, it's like, more I, than just I embellished. I like reading yeah. the real stories right. of uh, what really happened or watching a doc right. of the macabre things, that the, making a murder. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't want to watch making murder in, a, in an hour crime In a procedural. TV show, right. Mm-hmm. Now, there will probably be a point in my life where I did. Yeah, I want to spend. The popcorn. Right, I want to spend forty five minutes. Right, you want the popcorn entertainment? I don't. Do you watch anything else? Do you watch CSI or NCIS? Or I don't watch any, any of those thing? anymore. I haven't watched the New Law and Order night or SVU or whatever in you know ten, you know five or six years. Uh, major Crimes and and I think the main reason why I like Major Crimes so much is it, it started off as a character driven kind of show. Like each of those characters, I mean. So it's you like, think I, you would watch this even if your dad wasn't yeah. on it? Mm. I, I I don't know if I keep watching like I do now, right? For obvious reasons, but I really like the closer. I really like Kira Sedgwick in that. And then they base they they put on a lot of interesting. You know, J.K. Simmons. Remember, he was on the show. There's a lot of uh, really really solid writing, good characters, people. You like you said, invest. You mm-hmm. invested in something. Um, but now it's—I mean—it's definitely—it's a machine. Major crimes for is years. Look, I've seen every episode of Saint Elsewhere. I loved that. Did you show. know that my dad was on it? I did. Oh, okay. And that is a, not a crime procedural. That's a medical procedural. Right. Everything is wrapped up in that hour. I loved L.A. Law. I mean, L.A. Law okay, was fantastic. Yeah. I loved NYPD Blue. Oh yeah, which NYPD is total, Blue. Yeah. You know, crime procedural. And I've seen, but see that was different because that was again that was more it uh, went over uh, arcs of uh, seasons it wasn't just but it was also different. like it was a character you know it was character right. based you Jimmy you, you, Smith, you got uh, into yeah. those into their lives even if it was just like a split second of like someone at home mm-hmm. you know or you know a split second of them at lunch or something you kind of like it wasn't like Law and Order where it was like boom 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 you know literally just like the music or you know some but I, the major reason <laughs> I like just like the theme. Yeah, <laughs> this is but, what you're getting out of the show. Yeah. boom, boom, boom. But uh, like major crimes in the closer, I think really worked off of a lot of different shows. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, LA Law. Shit, I haven't seen that forever. But yeah, I loved LA Law. But, but because of that, same elsewhere in LA Law were on at the same time. I think they were. But back you and you you got back. involved with their. Oh yeah. Storylines off Benny from LA Law, you know, the uh mentally challenged uh clerk, yeah, Larry Drake, you know, Susan Day, and uh, LA Law was uh was fantastic. And those two that were married in LA uh, Law in real life, and Elsewhere was all about uh Jeff Goldblum and uh Ed Bagley Jr. for me. I mean, I love those two characters. (laughs) The one of the best, no, not Goldblum, uh, Harry Mandel, Howie Mandel, yeah, Howie Uh, Mandel, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, you're right. Um, how I'm so bad with names. This happens when you after forty. Uh, and I was just about to go. Really, into I'm forty six. I remember their name. The the best. You a moment ago you couldn't remember the name of something. Anyway, um, the best depiction of hell I have ever seen is Howie Mandel in an episode of Saint Elsewhere. Oh wow. He was uh there. It was sort of a weird episode, but. Um, they showed him go to hell. It was a serious or a more serious episode. Um, hell was he was on a rowboat in the middle of a lake, and no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't get to shore. Couldn't row. Okay, to shore. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was that was hell. Yeah. Um, and it's it was it was just for me at that point it was crazily imaginative. I, I thought it was that was a really cool. really solid show. Like uh, if you go back, I mean, Saint Elsewhere was actually a pretty solid show, um, um, I, and a little too good. And that's why NBC, you know. I've seen every episode of ER. Yeah, ER um, was solid. 
But uh, I just these days, anytime a new procedural comes yeah. on, uh, I'm like, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. want to invest. Absolutely. The I did attempt to make the investment in Agents of Shield, the Marvel show when okay. I first started. I think we watched like four episodes, and I was like, no. I watched two happen. episodes and I was done. Yeah, not going to happen. Um, I I when I watch something like The Walking Dead, I don't know. I feel things aren't wrapped up in one episode. No, so I feel no. like I'm on a journey. Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul, um, you know, Game of Thrones, and I'm looking forward to what's going to happen next week. And I I guess that's it. And like a crime procedural or a medical procedural, I'm just like. I don't care what. I right, don't, it, it's gonna it's gonna it's, be wrapped up yeah, at the end of the show, up. and yeah, it gets it gets a little old. It gets. <laughs> uh, the dog just came out from under the, the towel. That she is still in her. Well, um, no, she's still in her towel. Well, yeah. she's still in her den. Just but she has her head poking thing. out. So, um, don't but you yeah, do, absolutely. Don't you do that? You put the blankets over your head, but then you have to make. Oh that, yeah, I got a little that portal little so you can yeah. breathe. Little little air, <laughs> right? Little little. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, to get even like ER. ER was uh, pretty solid uh, in that they didn't do like the personal private lives that much in the first few seasons. But, you you, you know, you definitely cared about Anthony Edwards and all those guys and right. George Clooney. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of shows, they don't really even uh, dive into that kind of stuff. You know, it's like I'll – I think through my dad and through my respect of, uh, you know, television – most shows, not all of it, but most shows, especially if they're new, I'll give two or three episodes to see if I can, you know, if I want to watch it, if I want to get invested or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, most of them, you know, 98% of them in the last 10 years, I'm done in the first show or two, which is kind of sad. You know, you kind of just sit there and you're like, wow, they're putting a lot of time and effort and money into these shows and they're not building any care. You know, they're not building anything that I'm going to get involved with you know, <laughs> at all. Like, uh, what is it, Chicago Fire or whatever? You know, it's just Wasn't like it Chicago Hope. Chicago Hope's a different one. That was a <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it just yeah. There's just nothing, you know, absolutely nothing to invest your time in. Um, so yeah, I mean, major. I mean, I totally understand like what you're saying, but it's just like I I like it because you know, again, because my dad and uh, the act, you know, Tony, the actor, they they play off of each other pretty well and they're pretty funny. Right on. But you know, hmm. you got anything else? We're at an hour and 40 minutes. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yep. Time flies no. when you're talking to Vince. I know. It's true. Especially when you forget names and we have to go through like 20 minutes of, you know, redoing stuff. Are you filming yourself again? I am. The I think sh- you're a little uh, odd doing that. Just saying. You, you really watch- just want to look at yourself. <laughs> you should watch the vlogs. <laughs> you just really want to look at yourself, you weirdo. The chi is poking her head out. Oh, All yeah. right. So I'm Vince Roca. Uh, I'm Martin Bailey. And for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.